This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Good morning, America. Excuse my throat. This is Gun Owners News Hour. You know, one of the problems with uh, gun control is they pass the laws and then they don't enforce the laws. Which is a little bit uh, vexing because they're always looking to pass the next law. And when they don't Enforce the laws, they say that it isn't enough, and that's how they build on it. It's, when they're building this, this is a set of steps. They're just building their way up, 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 until they get us to being completely disarmed. And purchasing, straw purchasing, they are not, well, like in a, an example is the U.S. Attorney's Office of Arizona. They're not prosecuting straw purchase arrests with any sort of speed or purpose This allows weapons purchased illegally in the United States to walk across the border into Mexico. This, according to a retired ATF deputy assistant director who blew the whistle the first time this happened in what became known as the ATF's Operation Fast and Furious Scandal. Peter J. Forsilli is the U.S. Attorney's uh, Office said the U.S. Attorney's Office in Phoenix, which is overseen by U.S. Attorney Gary M. Rostino, suffers from a culture of laziness and ineptness and a fear of getting beaten in court. Forshelly served in in the Phoenix ATF office from 2007 to 2011, and then he began to work his way up. He started getting promoted. And he said Rostino's office had long had a reputation for being among the worst U.S. attorney's offices to deal with in the country. And he says that today, the very little has changed. According to Forshelly, the U.S. attorney is turning a blind eye to straw purchases, which is fueling what's going on in Mexico. The prosecutors who work there haven't changed their ways. They have a habit of kicking the can down the road and not taking straw purchase cases. These are not purchasers who are buying guns for target shooters. These are guys who are sending guns to Mexico to slaughter human beings. Now, this in now first first things first that that statement, while in a cursory way, is is factual. This is not what is fueling the violence in Mexico. Drugs are fueling the violence in Mexico. Human trafficking is fueling the violence in Mexico. And um, most of their armament is actually coming from their southern border. They're, they're using real military armament. One thing that they really like from the United States, which they don't have in a huge abundance, but they really like them, are Barrett fifty caliber rifles. Every soldier in every cartel has a little chest plate that is carrying five or six rounds of fifty caliber for whoever is manning the Barrett. That, that's like one of their weapons that they carry in all of their little paramilitary uh, squads that are going on out there. And uh, so to a degree, yes, that what he's saying is true. It is not the sole source of weaponry that the cartels are getting. So it's not fueling the violence. But in turn, 
because the Mexican government is doing nothing about this stuff for the most part. They, they, they're in a fight for their lives in, 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 in most cases. They've sued several American firearm manufacturers, arguing that the Protection of Lawful Commerce and Arms Act uh, does not apply. And uh, last month, a three-judge panel in the first U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals overturned a ruling from a lower court, which dismissed Mexico's lawsuit after finding it violated the PLCAA. Now, in October of 2021, the resident nominated Ross Dino as U.S. Attorney for the District of Arizona. And then he, he, then he appointed him as acting director of the ATF, a temporary position Ross Dino held for nearly three months. After his first attempt to shepherd his pick for ATF director, David Chipman, or as I say, the third Darren, imploded during the Senate confirmation process. Forcelli was a uh, homicide detective for the NYPD before he joined the ATF as a special agent. And then after he served in the Phoenix office, he rose through the ranks, becoming a deputy assistant director where he was in charge of the operations in the eastern U.S., He's held leadership positions with them in Phoenix, Canada, Miami, and at ATF headquarters. And he retired. He was head of training before he retired in October of 2021. He's written a book about what he experienced as an ATF agent titled The Deadly Path, How Operation Fast and Furious and Bad Lawyers Armed the Mexican Cartels, coming out with Knox Press, and it's going to be available March the 5th, now available for pre-sale on Amazon. He blew the whistle and he paid a big price on that one. Now, (laughs) he's looking at what's happening in Phoenix and he's saying this is just like what happened with Operation Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious, what that was, was uh, we had some, we had a, a, a big handful of known players and they were allowed to buy hundreds of guns despite various checks and balances that are put in place for me and you uh, most people can't afford to buy 700 guns but they would let, and you know the, this involved the FBI because they're the ones passing the background checks because they still had to go through the motions this involved the State Department under Hillary Clinton this devol- involved the DOJ under Eric Holder and this most almost certainly involved the executive branch with uh, Barack Obama and we, we, we allowed guns to run in there, and supposedly, and the numbers are static for whatever reason, we were told that 300 Mexicans died as a result of these guns going in there. We do know that two of these guns were found at the, uh, at the crime scenes where Border Patrol agent Brian Terry, and I don't remember what jurisdiction Jaime's or what, uh, what uh, agency he worked for, but at the uh, death of agent Jaime Zapata. So... They did surface. They do show up. You know, they, they, they have a value. But uh, that's what Fast and Furious was. And that never, ever, nobody, nobody ever swung for that one. Nobody ever paid a price for that one. Except a few guys that blew the whistle. This was actually, br- uh, so uh, David Kodra, who writes now for uh, Amaland, and his... Uh, his uh, Mike Vanderbo. They were perusing message boards of the, and I, th- I think this is the way the story goes. I'd, I'd have to get with uh, 
David to find out, but they were looking at message boards and they saw this back and forth going on and they figured this out. And they're the ones that broke fast and furious on the nation. This was happening as a clandestine operation. 2,000 guns minimum went across the border during this. So, straw purchasing is illegal. Straw purchasing is where you roll in there. I'm, 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 I don't have a criminal record. I can buy guns. So, I go in there and I buy guns and I sell them to my, uh, my partners who are paying me a big, big markup for these guns I just bought. And these guys can't buy guns. They can't go in there and buy guns. So, I go in there and I buy them and then they take them off and they traffic them. And that's straw purchasing. And... That's illegal. And they're not going after this. So guns still show up. They still, they're still out there saying, well, guns are still showing up in the black market, E-I-E-I-O. And they were bought by straw purchasers, but they never, you know, they catch them and they release them. So we have that to think about. Now, Forcelli. He does draw a sharp distinction, and I found this interesting. He draws a sharp distinction between ATF special agents and their industry operations investigators, or IOIs, whom the Biden administration weaponized as their foot soldiers in his war against federal firearm licensees. These are the guys that are going in. I mean, I, I, I dealt with one guy for 11 years, and they shut him down last summer, or earlier this, this winter. Yeah. Forcelli says, during my roughly 27 years with the ATF, I only met two special agents who I would say were anti-gun. David Chipman was one of them, the you know the third Darren that Biden tried to uh, put in charge of the ATF. Got to pay attention to these things. We'll be right back. This is Gun Owners News Hour. Most folks don't realize this fact. Our country is only four missed meals away from chaos, and those meals can vanish fast. In a national emergency, fragile supply chains break down and will wipe grocery store shelves clean in a matter of hours. Before this happens, there's something you should do today. Let's stock up on emergency food storage. My Patriot Supply is the company millions of American families trust for their emergency supplies. You should, too. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each kit contains delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. My Patriot Supply also sells large solar generators, gravity-powered water filtration systems, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, heirloom seeds, and other survival necessities. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship the same day, fast. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. Those who know what's coming, prepare before the chaos starts. MyPatriotSupply.com over 25 years, Aero Precision has paved the way as a leading manufacturer of American-made AR parts. Aero Precision caters to the rifle builder by engineering quality receivers, hand guards, and other essential parts. Aero Precision's added enhancements create a smooth build process from start to finish for beginners and seasoned builders. Whether this is your first rifle or your 50th, Aero Precision offers everything you need to make a quality AR at an affordable price. 
At Spikes Tactical, we are all shooters with a very simple mission. Make the best product we can perfect at the best possible price for our consumers. We strive to produce the best components and rifles available with quality control second to none because real-world events don't allow for a second chance. Whether you are an operator, competitor, or home defender, Spikes Tactical will serve you well. Go to SpikesTactical.com. Spikes Tactical, 100% American-made to the highest standard. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. Every day we take steps to keep the people we love safe, but some health risks are easy to miss. Ticks hiding in the yard can spread germs that can cause Lyme disease and Rocky Mountain spotted fever. Mice searching for sources of food can spread bacteria and disease. Mosquitoes breed in standing water and can transmit illnesses like West Nile virus and Zika virus. Cockroaches are drawn to water in the home and can leave behind allergens that trigger asthma attacks. Stinging insects attack in defense of their nests and send more than half a million people to the emergency room every year. Household pests are a threat to our health. Learn what you can do to protect your family at pestworld.org. Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Call 800-284-0523. Learn how through the Family Medical Leave Act, you can leave your job without losing your job. Locations everywhere. Get immediate help for drug and alcohol problems. Call now. 800-284-0523. 800-284-0523. This is Gun Owners News Hour. We're told on a, one of the new things now is that the more children die of uh, children, the leading cause of death for children is gun violence. Right? That's what we're told. A, another fear mongering tactic. But is that actually true? Do more children die in gun violence? See, this is a very critical part of critical thinking. You have to actually look at this and ask yourself the question and then go find the answer. And the short answer is not really unless you tweak the numbers for both gun violence and car accidents. It has become a common practice for the White House and the left-wing commentators to claim that that is the number one cause of death for children. And what do we think of? We think of the little four-year-olds and five-year-olds, right? With all those little babies. But many of these statistics being relied upon include adult teens who are not, by definition, children. 
And here's a couple of points about this. First, if you hear people citing it, they'll often claim incorrectly that it shows guns are a leading cause of death among children. But the headline of the letter points out the problem, current causes of death in children and adolescents in the United States. So anybody citing this ought to really say the results are about children and adolescents, not just children. But frequently, that doesn't happen. So, this is a semantic manipulation that we have going on here. Then from the Post, Glenn Kessler points to the same problem with how the White House has been using these broad claims about children. The Biden White House in various venues has made that claim. But the source cited in the White House news release, a 2022 study by the Center for Gun Violence Solutions at John Hopkins University, reports data with a broader focus. It cites gun deaths of children and teens, meaning it includes deaths of 18 and 19-year-olds who are legally considered adults in most states. When you focus only on children 17 and younger, which, by the way, there are gangbangers out there that are 10, 11, 12 years old. When you focus only on children 17 and younger, motor vehicle deaths still rank number one, as they have for six decades, though the gap is closing. But the deaths of children from gun violence have increased about 50% from 2019 to 2021, so says the CDC. During the coronavirus pandemic, here we we get this little play on words. During the coronavirus pandemic, there was a surge in firearm sales and an increase in the use of firearms and deaths by suicide, especially among children in rural areas. Now, what they just did is they took two statistics, the increase in gun sales and the increase in suicide, right? They did not point out if the children in the rural areas lived in households that already owned guns. They're just pointing out that there was an increase in gun sales, which leads, of course, to more death. <laughs> and deaths from gun violence have increased since 2019 in part because violent crime overall increased dramatically starting in mid-2020. That implication that there's a connection between increased gun sales during the pandemic and gun violence, specifically suicides, uh, but the actual evidence doesn't back up the claims that increased gun sales caused increased crime. The crime was connected to the same version or to some version of the Ferguson effect. Because police began backing off after the death of George Floyd. See, and here's the thing about the death of George Floyd, that which leads to some of this crime. Even in some what you would consider to be right-leaning publications, they refer to that as the murder of George Floyd. And not the death of George Floyd. Like it or not, I mean, what happened to George Floyd? It might have been uh, what 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 was going on with him might have been exacerbated a bit. But I mean, Derek Chauvin was doing something that was in the books as a as a means in Minnesota in the Minnesota Police Department. This was a means to uh, subdue someone, to hold them down. It was in their books. It was in their. It was in their. In their manuals, as a technique. So, given that was a policy of the Minneapolis Police Department, I don't think we can characterize that as a murder. But that's up to you, because I, I don't play the semantic game. I, I, I'm simply looking at the facts, ma'am. Uh, 
the increase in gun violence when the police backed away probably is fed by the police backing away. Then there's the uh, <clears throat> the car accidents, how they measure car accidents. Now, CDC lists both deaths just from traffic-related crashes. But there's an overall motor vehicle category that w- includes pedestrian and other deaths like being killed while you're sitting in a stationary car. If you use only traffic-related crashes, that further reduces the motor vehicle number by as much as 11%, depending on the year. The New England Journal of Medicine uses the broader definition, but Johns Hopkins only relies on traffic crashes. So now what we're doing is we're manipulating statistics on both ends. We're manipulating firearm, uh, firearm deaths, and we're manipulating motor vehicle deaths. So... John Hopkins reports in 2021, there were 4,733 firearm deaths of children and teens compared with 4,048 deaths from motor vehicle crashes. But if you only count children 17 and under and you compare all the motor vehicle deaths and the CDC, and we're talking about traffic deaths now, right? There were 2,590 firearm deaths of children compared to 2,687 motor vehicle deaths. So, you get this talking point from the White House, which likes to include adults as children, and they leave out the part where the people killed in car accidents beyond traffic crashes. Now, Kessler was fact-checking this, right? And he doesn't give this a rating. He, he, he weasels out of that one. And... Uh, <laughs> He said it would be better for White House officials to refer to children and teens when citing these reports. And yeah, it would be. It'd be nice. It would also be nice if the fact checkers and the reporters would point out how carefully massaged the data is before it's presented behind these claim forests. You know, when it's spun. Because that's what it is. This is, uh, this is them spinning the data to get to where they need for it to be. Corinne Jean-Pierre, she claimed last March, guns as we know are the leading cause killing our kids. And that's what gets out. And for those of you that do not not employ critical thinking, that's what you think is the deal. Not the deal. Never been the deal. Not at this particular point. It may get worse as time goes on. Um, But who knows? I, I don't see the blue cities correcting themselves anytime soon. Unless, of course, the voting electorate decides to change their governmental uh entity overall together but until that happens that's not going to change and the violence is just going to continue to go up till the city is hollowed out and then who knows who knows where that goes at that point but no guns are not the list and we know that 60 percent of the gun deaths are suicide so if we're going to call it violence suicide is a mental health issue sorry so then those numbers go down. So if we're going to massage them, let's massage them all the way and make them nice and supple. We'll be right back. This is Gun Owners News Hour.
At Chambers Custom, we have one job. We strive to build the most obsessively, reliable, accurate, and beautiful pistols for the discriminating gun owner. Using the ageless 1911 design with a 21st century approach to each part and component, Chambers Custom meticulously begins each pistol as a standalone project, creating a bespoke, handcrafted, peerless firearm. They integrate all of the internal, external, and intrinsic elements that make a custom 1911 unique. Go to ChambersCustom.com. Chambers Custom, truly the mechanical advantage. For over 25 years, Aero Precision has paved the way as a leading manufacturer of American-made AR parts. Aero Precision caters to the rifle builder by engineering quality receivers, hand guards, and other essential parts. Aero Precision's added enhancements create a smooth build process from start to finish for beginners and seasoned builders. Whether this is your first rifle or your 50th, Aero Precision offers everything you need to make a quality AR at an affordable price. USA News Update. The special counsel's inquiry into President Biden's management of classified materials raising concerns about his cognitive acuity, so much so that Republican Rep. Claudia Tenney now wants the cabinet to explore the Constitution's 25th Amendment to remove President Biden from office following that report that described him as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. Senator Chris Murphy, a Democrat from Connecticut, dealing with backlash from saying that illegal immigrants are the people we care about most and referring to undocumented Americans. That comment went viral, people calling it an oxymoron, others saying this was Murphy admitting the Democratic Party's honest view on the issue. Corey Myers, USA News. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or injured at work, you have rights and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good they stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-524-3810-800-524-3810-800-524-3810. That's 800-524-3810. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 
1-855-79-YOUNG. is Gun Owners News Hour. Colorado has this thing coming out called SB-24-131. This is a uh, this is a new sensitive places draft for some legislation where they want to create places where you can't carry a gun. Interestingly enough, Colorado has adopted the FASTER program in some of their school districts and uh, they had in, in the original draft form had that as one of the sensitive places you could not carry and they have removed that so faster will stay in place in the school districts that have the policy in place but that could be reinserted as an amendment and it could be just a standalone bill but they don't actually do those very often but they also add two additional gun free zones that weren't included in the draft that had been circulating a ban on lawful concealed carry in bars as well as in marijuana hospitality businesses. So if you're going to go, you know, to your local dispensary, you got to leave your gun in the car if you're going to follow the law in Colorado. Now, the marijuana hospitality business, by the way, is actually a business where marijuana can be consumed on the premises, but where no retail sales take place. So it's basically a, a pot bar. Now, those restrictions, according to several federal judges, including the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, fall outside of the historical tradition of firearm ownership. And they found that while laws forbidding the possession of firearms while intoxicated were common enough in the 18th and 19th centuries, laws forbidding gun ownership for those who use intoxicants or possession where they may be present are extraordinarily rare in the time period the Supreme Court says is applicable if you're looking for a historic analog to a modern gun restriction. But these that is not the only problematic portion of the bill. The vast majority of the proposed gun-free zones have no basis in the history or tradition of our right to keep and bear arms either. And this will be the interesting part because pretty soon we're going to see we're we're going to start hearing the argument that we didn't have these places when they wrote this, so they couldn't possibly have foreseen that this would be a thing. And, you know, they couldn't possibly have foreseen that AR-15s would exist and that Glocks would exist, you know, well, you know, which, of course, they did foresee that because they said arms. They didn't say muskets. But here's some of the places, public parks and playgrounds where lots of, you know, lots of jogging women, especially in New York City, get, you know, snatched into the wood line and raped, but you can't carry a gun in Colorado. Community and recreational centers, well, Lewistown, Maine, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, property where a public gathering is taking place, as well as adjacent streets and sidewalks. Uh, Mandalay Bay, that's all I'm going to say. Hospitals and healthcare facilities. That Mandalay Bay thing, that was a little misleading because that shooting, I don't know that anybody carrying a gun would have made any difference in that. All I'm saying is that all these things they're talking about, we have historic analogs that show how they are gun-free zones and also, 
you know, the barrel the fish are swimming around in. Hospitals and healthcare facilities, well, Bezlan, Russia. Banks and other financial institutions, name it. Houses of Worship, AME, Emanuel Church in Charleston, South Carolina. Stadiums and arenas where sporting events are taking place. Amusement parks, aquariums, museums, zoos, carnivals, and fairs. Libraries, homeless shelters. That's the funniest of all of all of all of them. I um, I would imagine. See, homeless shelters are uh, largely inhabited by people with mental health issues and or drug dependency issues. So, if they had a gun, they probably sold it for a fix. Now, they're not above stabbing people or beating them to death or strangling them or whatever. Daycares and preschools. Okay. Speaks for itself. Public and private universities, colleges, and community colleges. Virginia Tech. Buildings and adjacent grounds of all state and local government-owned property. (laughs) Which is every You know, there's always something touching property that's touching governmental stuff. You know, so this can be... That can be just... That can just never end. Any location where a state or local government meeting is being held. So the only difference between this this bill introduced in Colorado and the carry killer bills in New York and California is the lack of the so-called vampire rule, which automatically bars concealed carry on all private property without the express consent of the property owner. But the bill... Is still the biggest infringement on the right to bear arms that, you know, that I've seen in a state where that wasn't a may issue state. This is a shall issue state before the Bruin decision was handed down. And it makes broad swaths of public accessible places off limits. Which means that if you're walking around and you, you have a permit and all this other stuff and you're carrying your weapon in accordance with the law. As provided by the law, as uh, as dictated by the Second Amendment, all you know, right to keep bare arms, all these things. Um, now you're going to have to find a place to ditch the gun if you're just walking around downtown. Where I live, I can't walk around downtown and not be anywhere. There's public park. All of these places are all over the place. They're all over the place. Uh, one place down where where I live, down on Main Street. Once, once during the winter months, they put up a, a ice skating rink. Could that be called an amusement park? Could that be called a community or a recreational center or a public park or a playground? It could be called anything. And I, you know, unless there's some sort of a like flashing sign over these places to let you know that this is one of these, uh, one of this cornucopia of places that you can't go and carry a gun illegally by Colorado law, you're going to run afoul of the law inadvertently without meaning to if you're carrying a gun. Now, this has been assigned to the Senate Judiciary Committee and has not yet been scheduled for a hearing, but there's no need to wait for it to take place for the estimated 15% of Colorado residents with an active carry license to contact their senator and representative right now and demand they reject this regressive move. Violent crime in Colorado has only grown worse as the uh, Democrats in control have imposed numerous gun control laws over the past decade. They're never gun control is never going to regulate crime. It only regulates the law abiding. So attacking crime 
by regulating the law abiding is stupid. We don't do it with any other facet of anything in life. Nothing nothing else is attacked this way. Now, interestingly enough, the punishment for violation of this is uh, almost non-existent. An unclassified misdemeanor punishable by a maximum of $250 for a first offense and 1000 for subsequent violations. So the criminals are, you know, you know, the no guns allowed sign, that means nothing to them. But given the toothless nature of the enforcement aspect of this, uh, I'm going to guess a lot of concealed carriers will just say, well, concealed means concealed. I guess they'll only know I've got a gun if I stop a rampage killing. I'd probably get off. No one's subjected to a fine or arrest for exercising a constitutionally protected right with a very minor consequence for violating the proposed law that doesn't make it any less an egregious infringement on the Second Amendment or any more acceptable to gun owners. But right now, the capital switchboard should be catching on fire. Every lawmaker in Denver needs to hear from their constituents of the voting for this monstrosity means that they just uh, term-limited themselves. <laughs> the gun grabbers are never going to quit, people. They're always going to try to find a way. They're very imaginative. They look for every loophole. They look for every possible thing. It doesn't matter about the spirit of the law, the letter of the law. They just want you disarmed. They understand the, the utility of guns because they want them, but they don't want you to have them. We'll be right back. This is Gun Owners News Hour. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented Made in America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. 
Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com, GCNfood.com. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com, including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. Gun Owners News Hour. Fighting allergies for some reason. Nothing's blooming. I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's the air quality. I don't know. Anyway. In California, <laughs> for five whole days, California, you were able to buy ammunition just like the rest of the United States was able to. But because you're California and you voted for Real Cream Newsom, um, They've in, imposed this background check on buying ammunition. And there was a stay put in place by, you know, everybody's referring to Judge Benitez as St. Benitez. And that's great and everything. But with the Ninth Circuit, we can almost surmise in a lot of cases that everything he does is a temporary measure. But uh Judge Benitez found the ammunition law to be unconstitutional for a second time. And when they, uh, the three-judge panel got a hold of it, 
they granted a motion to stay the decision of the district court by Judge Benitez. In 2016, the non-informed, and I don't know why that is, but the non-informed voters of California approved a ballot measure known as Proposition 63. This created a system where gun owners would apply for an ammunition permit, which would cost $50 and be good for four years. Ammunition vendors would be required to check a California list of valid permits before approving a purchase. This system never went into effect. Before the election day, when Proposition 63 was voted on, the California legislature enacted Senate Bill 1235. The bill changed and eliminated Proposition 63 and put Bill 1235 in place. Bill 1235 required a background check every time ammunition was purchased along with numerous other requirements, fees, and prohibitions. And this was set to go into effect on January 1st, 2018. It was challenged in the courts as unconstitutional on April 26, 2018. On April 23rd, 2020, Judge Benitez issued an order granting a preliminary injunction to stop enforcement of the law. On April 24th, a three-judge panel granted to stay on implementing the preliminary injunction. On June 24, 2022, the case was sent back to Judge Benitez to consider the impact of the Bruin decision at the Supreme Court. On January 30, 2024, Benitez issued an order granting a permanent injunction to stop the enforcement of the unconstitutional ammunition law infringements. And, and this is where the whole lawfare thing comes really sharply into focus, because this is from the order. The ammunition background check laws have no historical pedigree and operate in such a way that would they violate the Second Amendment right of citizens to keep and bear arms. The anti-importation components violate the uh, dormant commerce clause to the extent applicable to individuals traveling into California and preempted by the statute. Perhaps the simpler four-year and $58 ammunition purchase permit approved by voters in Proposition 63 would have fared better. Now, see, that's still an infringement. And right there, that's where my, my, my brow begins to furrow because we're taking... We're looking at this and we're accepting an infringement over another infringement. But he continues, accordingly, the court permanently enjoins the state of California from enforcing the ammunition sales background check provisions found in the California Penal Code 3352 and 3370. So the state of California asked for a stay on the permanent injunction. Judge Benitez refused to grant a stay on January 31st, 2024, and the defendants appealed. And on February 5th, 2024, an administrative three-judge panel granted a stay on the permanent injunction. And the panel split two to one. Now, Californians have had a five-day period where they could purchase ammunition in ways similar to most of the residents of the United States. This case is far from over. The merits of the three-judge panel of the Ninth Circuit may be appealed to. They could reverse the stay of the permanent injunction returning California ammunition law to what it was before Bill uh, 1235 was put into effect. We're going to see. 
Here in my home state of South Carolina, as I segue, here in my home state of South Carolina, we have been considering, or the, when I say we, I mean the General Assembly, uh, permitless carry, a very flawed bill, but permitless carry nonetheless. Not constitutional carry, mind you. Constitutional carry would have provisions for both open and concealed carry, and it would not have some of the very imaginative caveats that we seem to have here in South Carolina. It, one of the things they put in place is if you, first of all, they're going to make the, quote, training, which is basically the concealed carry permit class, where you learn um, where you can't carry a gun and when you shouldn't carry a gun. And they try to teach you mindset and all this other stuff, which mindset is not something you can learn in a class. If you commit a crime as a permitless carrier without having taken the free training, the resulting penalty is larger than if you have a permit or you've completed the training. Now, mind you, you've still committed a crime. (laughs) Which my first thought would be, if you knew all of these things, why wouldn't the penalty be higher if you have a permit or if you have the training? Why is ignorance of the law more have a higher punitive price for you to pay than if you know the law and you still commit the crime? So that's a little backwards. Interestingly enough, uh, the like uh, when I spoke to Second Amendment Foundation about what I was seeing with this, uh, they said they should go for the bill and just go fix it. Get the bill on the books. Get make it a law. Uh, you know, because here's the thing. Permitless carry is the recognition of your state government of a right. Otherwise, if they're out there, shall issue, may issue. I don't get, Yeah, I don't care which one it is. Uh, they're actually saying you still have to have our permission for you to do this. When they put permitless carry on the books, that means you no longer have to come to us. We recognize the right. Flawed or otherwise. Now, some of the arguments being made, of course, are the same arguments we've heard over and over again. And with, with some of the arguments, like one guy told me, well, I'm, protect, I, I'm, I'm coming down for law enforcement because I want law enforcement to be protected. And when I said, uh, what about the other 27 states that already have this? Why isn't their law enforcement being ambushed left, right and center? He said, well, we have worse people here. I was like, really? We do? Okay. So, um, Another, a a legislator, when I was talking to him, I've known this guy for a long time. I've known him since 2010. Um, Now he's a legislator. He wasn't when I met him. He is now. He doesn't know which way to go because this is a guy who was a Tea Party guy, which most Tea Party people were term limit people. And now that he has this $10,000 a year job in our General Assembly, um, he uh, is worried about his reelection, so he doesn't know which way to vote. And I'm like, oh my god! But that that was very instructive because this told me one thing that I've long suspected: um, politicians have a terminal infection where they think that they can please everybody, and they can't. Sometimes the right thing is not the popular thing. 
a lot of pressure being put on these guys. And it's a lot of undue pressure because for some reason, people on my side expected a perfect bill to come out. And they're also saying that this bill as it is must be defeated. So, okay, go defeat it. Have at it. This happened in North Carolina last year. At the very last moment, all of the pro-gun people swooped in and said, hey, this is not a perfect bill. It's, it's untenable. We can't have it. So guess what? They don't have permitless carry now in North Carolina. They do not. And it's coming up this year to start consideration of it, and it may be next year before they ever get to it. And therein lies the rub. Because it's a, it's a right delayed, which is a right denied. And our legislators unwittingly are getting out there and doing the same thing. And, you know, if you send them any sort of anecdotal evidence or proof of this, they'll send you other stuff coming from our side showing where, well, this, 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 uh, this fits my narrative better and I'm going to go with this. So now doing the right thing has become a choice. And that's a, that's a fun thing. Anyway. Carry your concealed weapon every time you can. Stay awake, stay aware. This has been Gun Owners News Hour. At Spikes Tactical, we are all shooters with a very simple mission. Make the best product we can perfect at the best possible price for our consumers. We strive to produce the best components and rifles available with quality control second to none because real-world events don't allow for a second chance. Whether you are an operator, competitor, or home defender, Spikes Tactical will serve you well. Go to SpikesTactical.com. Spikes Tactical, 100% American-made to the highest standard. At Chambers Custom, we have one job. We strive to build the most obsessively, reliable, accurate, and beautiful pistols for the discriminating gun owner. Using the ageless 1911 design with a 21st century approach to each part and component, Chambers Custom meticulously begins each pistol as a standalone project, creating a bespoke, handcrafted, peerless firearm. They integrate all of the internal, external, and intrinsic elements that make a custom 1911 unique. Go to ChambersCustom.com. Chambers Custom, truly the mechanical advantage. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veterans nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD.